Welcome to Insights into ESG, a new podcast series brought to you by KPMG and the Crown Dependencies. Earlier this year, we launched KPMG Impact, bringing together new and existing ESG commitments under one umbrella. In each episode, we'll discuss the many different aspects of ESG with our guests, how they're reacting to the challenges and how they are adapting to the new business environment around them. Welcome to the KPMG Insights into SG podcast. I'm Harry Briggs, an Associate Director in the Jersey office of our Crown Dependencies firm. As part of our KPMG Impact initiative, we're taking a look at ESG through different lenses over this series. And today I'm joined by Wim Bartels, who is a member of the Task Force for Climate-Related Financial Disclosures and also the Global Co-Head of Impact Measurement for KPMG. And we've also got Rashid Freemat, who leads on ESG for KPMG and Guernsey. How are you both? Very well, thank you, Harry. Yeah, I'm fine and very busy with all the things going on in the ESG space. <laughs> I bet you are, Wim. Bet you are. Okay, so Wim, I've asked you on to talk about the the World Economic Forum's Common Metrics Project and the white paper that was released back in September last year. So I think maybe to start with, it would be really useful if you could just explain what the purpose of that WF Common Metrics uh, report is and also where where these metrics sit in the wider landscape of ESG frameworks, so the SDGs, et cetera? Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, the, the World Economic Forum um, uh, International Business uh, Council, that is actually the group of CEOs that, uh, that uh, started this initiative. And the reason they did is that um, uh, they were concerned about the proliferation of frameworks out there for ESG information, and I didn't see sufficient progress. At the same time, they uh, wanted to demonstrate their uh, impact on some of the uh, uh, sustainable development goals uh, for uh, investors, but also for wider stakeholders. And uh, they felt that the the wide range of frameworks did not really help them to express that uh, properly. So for that reason, they started with this... um, this initiative uh, between them, so as a business-led initiative, to come up with a uh, a concise set of uh, indicators that they all could report against, um, and that would create consistency and comparability uh, for them and and between them. So that was the the background and and also the purpose of the the project. Right, okay. Okay. this this report has uh, come out and it's got 21 core metrics and 34 expanded metrics. And I think they're mapped into four core pillars. So governance, planet, people and prosperity. And then how does that then map across to the sustainable development goals, for example? Well, for, for, for each of them, uh, what I have done with the help of the big four, uh, by the way, is look into what are uh, the indicators that... Uh, relate to each of the 17 uh, SDGs, um, keeping it simple, right? So uh, not trying to be fully complete and fully detailed, but 21 uh, indicators that relate to uh, each of the uh, SDG areas um, and um, that could show uh, how they uh, perform against these uh, these SDGs. Uh, now, what um, the, the, the WEF initiative uh, has done is to to come up with these 21, as you just named, uh, mm-hmm. w- without um, connecting each of them directly to one SDG, but rather uh, show in their report uh, pockets, if you like, or um, 
blocks of SDGs that each of the four pillars that you just named uh, relate to. So that is uh, how, as a, a company or an investment fund, you could look at the indicators and see which uh, SDGs are um, uh, are related to the indicators. And I avoid the word covered here because, of course, it's not fully covering all the SDGs. That is much more complex uh, than than you can capture in in 21 one indicators but uh, but again each of them relates to the relevant uh, SDGs. So if you're sort of looking to start your journey um, around ESG and, and you want to start reporting under SDGs looking at these four pillars and, and the 21 core metrics is a pretty good place to start from a reporting perspective then? It, it is if you uh, are really a, a starter and um, and you want to start with with a call it simple set, right? So if you take uh, the global reporting initiatives, uh, disclosures and indicator that is, I think, fairly set um, uh, more comprehensive than the than the indicators from the WEF, but it's also more complex. Um, and the WEF initiative uh, gets some good traction by large corporations. So looking at the WEF metrics would enable you to be aligned with their. Um, uh, their journey, if you like, of reporting and uh, not overcomplicate uh, the journey of reporting that you're going to take. Um, and just, um, you know, to refer to uh, ourselves at KPMG, we have taken the WEF metrics to uh, build uh, our impact plan uh, and report on our impacts on society based on the 21 uh, metrics, also to show how you can uh, call it relatively easily start with it and and get on that uh, that that trajectory of uh, of consistency over the years and comparability with the other uh, subscribers to the uh, to the web metrics. So a long answer to say uh, yes, that would be a good start, I think, for many. That's a really, That's good, a really point good point you made there that, that we've actually used this internally ourselves. Um, and I think. The other point you made there as well was that all the big four were involved in in the WEF project. So this is kind of a really credible set of core metrics and a really good place to start. So if we, if we just sort of think about the layers of it, so we've got the four pillars, which are populated by the 21 core metrics. What about the 34 expanded metrics? What what are they about? What are they for? Well, they they are for uh, for those companies that uh, that want to be more uh, advanced in, in demonstrating their impact. Some of these uh, indicators are more uh, complicated, if you like, take more effort to um, uh, to report upon, um, uh, and and therefore uh, decided not to uh, be included in the 21. Uh, also, to keep it a concise set, right? The, the 21 and and the 34 are also. Um, more for uh, let's say how should I say that like like sector or maybe even a company uh, specific. So they are seen for those companies that have uh, evolved and and want to go want to go further without that baseline of twenty one um, uh, comparable indicators. Right, and I guess it's worth just reiterating that this is a an ESG. Um, framework or ESG set of metrics. So it's not just focused purely on, uh, say, the environment and climate. It's actually broader than that. There's the governance in there. There's pieces about people and prosperity as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, so it, it's really a wide framework, as you say. And, and I should maybe stipulate here that it's not 
uh, deemed to be another framework uh, because it's a business-led initiative and only focused on indicators and not all the um, elements that that a real framework has. So, um, so it is mm-hmm. a, a, a business-led uh, uh, initiative resulting in a report that can create a comparable basis, uh, but it's different compared to, for example, GRI or SASB or any other framework that is mm-hmm. really built by a standard set. Right? It's important maybe to uh, to to highlight uh, highlight that. Uh, we might. Yeah, that's a good point. Means, yeah. And then just picking up on the uh, climate piece, so obviously planet is one of the four pillars. And how does, uh, say, TCFD interact here? How, how does TCFD come into it? So yeah, so TCFD is one of the, um, uh, well, it's, it's, it's called uh, indicators, but it is actually, of course, a set of elements uh, that, is, that has been integrated in the, in, in the web metrics uh, uh, report. Uh, as it is seen as uh, critical to understand how companies are uh, managing their uh, climate-related risks. Uh, so the, the, the TCFD is, is effectively in, uh, fully incorporated uh, into the uh, WEF, uh, WEF metrics uh, report. Um, and, and, and with that, um, there is a full, uh, full connection between, uh, between the two, whereas, of course, the TCFD uh, reporting is also... Um, much more widely used by other uh, by other frameworks that we're not uh, not discussing today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, okay, so that's quite good then, because if you adopt these metrics, you're going to be broadly aligned with the SDGs, and then also if you implement them properly and, and incorporate TCFD, you're going to be aligned with TCFD just on the climate side. So it sort of sits in between the two, I suppose. There. So. Rashid, just thinking about our client base in the crown dependencies, obviously we're primarily financial services. How useful do you see um, the WEF metrics to them? Thank you, Harry. I, I think actually very useful. Um, uh, and we've already, I think Wim's already discussed the fact that KPMG globally are implementing this and using it in, in, in its rollout of its of its KPMG impact plan. You know, we're also looking at look, looking locally how, how how we do that and report against it. I think the you know, one of the key, one of the obstacles preventing many firms from measuring and reporting is not knowing which me- metrics or, or indicators to use. And I think it's a really kind of a, a good guide, and it's been built on, you know, the, the hundred or so ESG standards or frameworks that are out there. Um, and it's kind of a simplified four-pillar approach, and breaking it down into these core and expanded um, metrics that, that, that companies are able to report on. If you look at something like a listed engagement fund, for example, you know, key metrics around the governance pillar, you know, things like purpose, stakeholder engagement, ethical behavior, et cetera. These are things which, which many of our certainly listed investment funds would, would score, score highly against. Um, you know, and you look at the, uh, the people pillar, uh, for example, you know, a fund would, would have no employees, but, but certainly, you know, what type of training are, are they doing at board level? You know, thinking about it from a, from a wider stakeholder perspective. So who are the service providers, the manager, the administrator, you know, what, what type of, of, of metrics are we developing around there? I think the, the key challenge is going to be around, you know, at what level do you report on? Is it at the company level, whether that be the manager or, or, or a fund or, or, you know, is it the underlying investment and how, and how you get the data? I think that's the, the key challenge. But certainly this, this, the, the, these metrics go some way to, to allowing firms to get started, which is the, the key point in all of this. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And actually, I guess it's worth reiterating that what Wim said around KPMG themselves are actually implementing these metrics globally. 
Um, and we're also doing it locally just in our firm. So these apply equally to professional services firms. They may apply to law firms, administration firms, as well as actually investment funds and, and trading entities, trading corporates. Yeah, um, I could see that, uh, you know, for, for investment funds, um, it can also be used, uh, I think Rashid, you said about, uh, you know, using it um, for each individual investment and then the question about, you know, but how to get the data. I think it can also be used uh, as a checklist, right? So if you, if you um, review investments, uh, regardless of whether they have implemented the web metrics, but use the web metrics as a kind of a, a reference uh, set, if you like, to say like, does the company at least report on these? Uh, if so, what are what is the information? If they don't, um, you know, what does that tell me about uh, the the um, uh, the attention for uh, for sustainable uh, development? Yeah. Checklist, Checklist is a really good, good idea, idea actually, because it's effectively a way of doing some ESG due diligence on your uh, investment exactly. portfolio by going through that. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, so just thinking about firms that are, are going to start looking at the WEF metrics and thinking about how to actually implement them, just sort of turning to you then, Wim, you've actually co-authored and, and published a guide recently on actually implementing the, the WEF common metrics. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what, what that kind of covers off? Yeah, sure. So um, we uh, we learned from the interactions with uh, with companies that were part of the uh, WEF metrics that there were two uh, two types of companies, so to say. The, the one saying, well, we are already reporting on sustainability. So, you know, why do we uh, need to look into these WEF metrics and what does it mean in addition to what we're already doing? And others saying, uh, well, yeah, you know, we want to start with that, but, you know, how do we get started? So that was the reason that we uh, said, like, we need to develop a, a practical guide on, on how to go about this. Um, and, and, and with that uh, different from, let's say, implementing a GRI um, framework or, or another uh, uh, framework that is, that is known globally. Um, so um, what we... Um, what we took was a, a five-step uh, approach um, and that starts and that is also part of the of the web metrics so to say um, it is not that every company is asked to report on all the 21 indicators because some of the um, uh, indicators included may just not apply to your sector right so if you take ourselves um, uh, and for example uh, air pollution is not really applicable to to kpmg as a as a firm so for us to you know start to collect data on air pollution and then start to report on it that would be uh, a bit of a, a a waste of time and not material for the company and we could do, not do much about it with the impact we have so the very first step is is uh, is always to say take the 21 indicators and then look uh, at each of the um, the topics if you like and decide whether these are material for you in terms of the impact the topic has on your company or the impact the company has on on the topic that is uh, that is where it where it all should start i think as a, as a first step and presumably this is derived from your experience of actually helping firms over the years implement esg strategies and different frameworks etc absolutely absolutely what what we have seen uh, honestly, I think uh, too many companies doing is uh, to report too many indicators, right? Because they just felt like, okay, it's in the list here. It's part of GRI. Uh, so let, let's report it without really considering like 
does it make a difference or do we make a difference? Um, so that, that, that step is very, uh, very important. And then uh, what we uh, further describe in the, in the guide is, um, is how to conduct a, a gap analysis to look, you know, at your current reporting and say, well, maybe I, I already report on uh, a number of the indicators, if not, uh, if not all. Um, and many of the 21 are actually derived from, or let's say connected to, uh, the GRI framework. And, and so every company that is already reporting against the GRI framework will quite easily say for most of the indicators, oh, already reporting on it, right? So not an extra reporting burden while still creating further consistency and comparability. And particularly the ones I think in governance are, are ones to to consider the one on purpose, the one on stakeholder engagement that you named, that may require some further uh, attention. Uh, but for most of it, uh, you know, in those cases, the gap analysis will show, okay, not too many gaps. Um, and then for, for others, uh, particularly the ones who, who start with it and have uh, only a few indicators in their internal uh, reporting, this may uh, show where they need to step up their efforts and, and start you know, building reporting processes and, uh, and, and systems. Um, then, of course, um, there is also uh, a step of implementation that I already alluded to, and, and that then in our uh, five-step model relates to look at the feasibility of implementing each of the indicators. And sometimes um, it, it takes quite some time to get it implemented and get it uh, up to speed, right? It, not if you are a company with one or two locations, but if you have uh, 40 plus or, or 100 plus, right, then uh, then you may need to set up a system, get everyone trained, educated, definition set, et cetera, et cetera. And that feasibility, normally we build that into a roadmap, right? So you don't try and solve it all in one year. You take a two or even three years, uh, years approach. And, and then, and then, in these two to three years, you um, you enhance your reporting systems. You make sure that it's internally consistent, uh, that uh, relevant controls are in place, and that you can rely on the data that you have uh, collated. Uh, and this enhancing our reporting systems is then the fourth uh, step, uh, ending with ultimate uh, disclosure uh, and external reporting. Uh, potentially also with uh, external assurance by um, by audit firms like uh, KPMG uh, to mm -hmm. to also have confirmed by an external uh, independent party that the data are in the indeed uh, uh, correct, accurate, and and, and complete. Uh, and then with these five uh, steps that I just uh, described, we think we we designed a, a simple approach to uh, to get to implementation of the of the web metrics guide. Yeah, I really like the, um, there's a decision tree almost on a, a summary of those five steps in, in the implementation guide. And I can see that being really useful for firms that are just sort of starting on this journey and uh, are just trying to get a grip of it. It really lays it and maps it out quite clearly for them, like what the process they have to go through with those five steps. It's really good. Okay, so that was really, um, really useful and really, really good insight. Thanks. Um, I just want to, with the last few minutes, just change the topic slightly. So I know you were obviously heavily involved uh, with the task force on client-related financial disclosures. Um, so I thought it'd be actually quite useful just to get your your views on the IFRS sustainability reporting project and how how you expect that project to interact with TCFD. 
Yeah, and maybe if you allow me, I can also um, uh, discuss how it uh, might interact with the World Economic Forum's initiative that we were just uh, discussing. So, uh, in general, I think I can say that that all the frameworks uh, are getting together uh, in that IFRS Foundation uh, initiative, uh, and all the frameworks I refer to the ones that um, uh, that are relevant for investors, right? So the IFRS Foundation has an investor focus. Um, and um, and also for their uh, sustainability reporting initiative, they're currently setting that up. Um, it regards investors, but that means that um, that the current initiatives that are out there, uh, which include uh, SASB, TCFD, uh, IIRC, uh, and also World Economic Forum, uh, alongside, by the way, uh, CDSB, uh, Climate Disclosure Standards Board. Uh, all these uh, uh, frameworks and initiatives have said we are going to cooperate and help to get to one global set of sustainability standards for uh, investors. And uh, again, the WEF uh, metrics uh, initiative that we just discussed uh, is an important part of it. They're already interacting with the IFRS Foundation on this. And the TCFD is not only a part of the WEF metrics, but it's also an independent initiative, as I said, it actually started in 2016. Um, and for long, uh, the TCFD is, it has been a privately led initiative. It still is, but uh, it had been looking for a place to land, so to say, uh, as part of a wider corporate reporting system uh, under an, an, a real standard sector. Um, and we can expect that the TCFD will be part of the first standard that the IFRS Foundation expectedly will uh, come out with. Um, they are on a fast path, so it may be even uh, this year or early 2022 where they will come out with their first standard on, uh, on climate, which will then include uh, all of the uh, TCFD recommendations, and I should say expectedly because, you know, we are not designing it ourselves, but uh, this is the current expectation. Um, and, and, and with that, I think the, the landscape will start uh, simplifying. Yeah? Great, start to see some convergence. Exactly, exactly. I think it's probably worth um, explaining as well, just for, for our listeners. So we've, we've talked a lot locally around um, the UK's moves to make TCFD mandatory across their economy. Um, so it's already mandatory for premium listed companies and they're rolling that out to large private companies as well and also broadening the scope of listed entities and, and even asset managers. I think in those consultations that have come out, they they have recognised that this IFRS standard is on the way. Um, so I think the expectation is if they make TCFD mandatory now, at some point they'll make that IFRS standard mandatory as, as well. It's quite useful information, yeah. I think, to get out there. Yeah. Okay, that was um, that was really useful. You're really useful insight. Thanks, Wim. Um, Rashid, just saying to you, are there any final thoughts having listened to to Wim speaking there? Yeah, thanks, Harry. I'd say that companies are at different stages of the ESG roadmap. Um, if you haven't started, I'd say start that journey. Uh, the key is to 
to actually start reporting metrics as soon as feasible. So, if you know, if 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 you know, I wouldn't wait until you you have all of the data um, to start reporting. Uh, as as we mentioned, you know, look what what are the material um, indicators and, and report on those. Uh, but I guess the key is to to obviously to explain uh, within within your your reporting, whether that's in your annual reports or separate sustainability report, kind of the methodology behind it and where you are, you know, not reporting on a particular metric, maybe uh, having some some transparency and some some information to explain to the users so they're aware of the, of, of the process but i think that's key and if you have started you know these the, the, these wef metrics really are a good a, a good kind of gap analysis that you can perform versus your existing reporting to see kind of completeness is there something missing is there something we should be thinking about that we're not um so yeah i, I guess that's all Brilliant. Okay. Well, thanks to both of you. Um, it was really helpful and really useful information there. Um, you know, there's a, a lot for reporters to be getting on with here in the SG spectrum. So I imagine we'll be kept very busy with questions on these topics in the in the coming months. So thank you both for joining me today. Um, great to hear from you. Uh, and of course, thank you to our listeners too. So goodbye for now. Good. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. If you'd like to learn more about KPMG Impact or discuss your ESG business needs with our team, please visit our website in the link in the podcast summary. Thank you for listening. See you next time.